math? I'm not really great at math and I needed some help with a few questions. Can you tell me what 2 plus 2 is? Yeah, it's 4. And 2 multiplied by 4? That's right, 8. Okay, now for a tough one. What's 876 multiplied by 376? Hmm, can't tell me that one, huh? Yeah, I can't figure it out either. Let me check on my calculator. Hmm, 74,694. Sometimes I think life has become so easy for us that we can find the answers to such difficult questions just by pushing some buttons. I wonder how people would figure out such difficult questions before the calculator was invented. I mean, just imagine if you wanted to send a rocket to space and you didn't have any computer to help you. That's what people had to do. There's so much math you'd have to figure out on your own. How fast the rocket would go, how high would it reach, which direction would it go in? Now, how did people do such difficult things? Well, before computers were invented, people would be hired to do the job of a computer. They even used to be called computers. And today, we're talking about a computer just like this, who was so good at her job that even after the computers were invented, people trusted her more than the computers and asked her to reject the math that the computers did. And the most curious part in all of this is that despite being so great at what she did, people wouldn't even let her use the bathroom. Why? Let me tell you. Hi there, tiny explorers. Miss Adin here. Welcome to the Science Food Podcast, where we explore some of the most mind-boggling questions of the universe and try to make science fun, accessible, and relevant for everyone. Our story starts in 1918, in a part of America called West Virginia. Catherine Johnson was born as a fifth child to the Coleman family, and to take care of such a large family, her father had to do many different kinds of jobs and work very, very hard. Ever since she was a small child, her parents knew very well what a smart child she was. Even her teachers used to say, This little girl is so good at math, she just plays around with the numbers and understands them so well. I think you should send her to a special school for very bright young children. She will be able to learn so much more there. But there was a problem. That special school did not have a class for children who were the same age as Catherine. The school started from the 8th grade and she was barely in her 5th. So she had to go to school with kids that were 3 or 4 years older than her. But this did not frighten her. In fact, she used to do so well that she was often on the top of her class. And she did not stop there. By the age of 18, she had finished university and had gotten degrees in both maths and physics, scoring the highest in the university too. After this, Catherine started working as a school teacher for maths and French. And after working for a few years, she heard that there was a job opening at NASA. Yes, the American organization that wants to send people and rockets into space was looking for computers. That is to say, they were looking for people who could do loads of calculations as computers do today. Let me give you an example of the kind of calculations they had to do. So if a car can travel 10 kilometers in one hour, how many kilometers will it travel in four hours? Do you think you can figure it out? Shall I tell you? 40 kilometers, that's right. 
So just like we do some calculations using math for cars, the people at NASA were looking for people to do difficult and long calculations for rockets. Hmm, you know what? If you like the calculations we did and you like math as well, maybe you too can work at NASA. Anyway, Catherine thought about the opportunity. She thought, NASA? They want to send a rocket into space. If I work there, I might be part of the work that sends a man to the moon one day. So she applied. But NASA did not give her a job. They unfortunately had run out of spots. But our Catherine did not give up. She waited until they started hiring again. A year later, they did. And she applied again, and this time she got the job. When she went to work in NASA, they took her to a huge room with so many other people all working on calculations and doing different kinds of mathematical questions. She was so happy. She thought, ah, this is life. I finally reached a place which I only used to dream of. I finally left all my troubles behind. But unfortunately, her troubles were only beginning. The problem was that Catherine was an African-American. This means that centuries ago, her ancestors came to America from Africa. That too were slaves. Yes, slaves. See, in those times, African people were bought and sold to slaves in countries like England and America. Then, they would be forced to work in fields of crops or inside coal mines. Just think how much you would hate it if somebody took you away from your home and forced you to be a slave across the oceans in a faraway land. But it wasn't as bad as that for Catherine. During her life, slavery had been abolished, and nobody was allowed to keep slaves anymore. But a lot of people in America were still narrow-minded. For some reason, they still thought that African-American people were somehow less than them. They thought that African-Americans were inferior and didn't deserve the same respect and treatment as everyone else. How wrong they were. But me and you, we're smart people. We know that's not true. We know that all the humans are equal. But who would explain this to the people all those years ago? It was because of their wrongful thinking that they would be unfair and cruel to all the people who look like Catherine. They would make fun of the darker skin color of the African-American people and wouldn't even let them sit at the same table to eat. This was nothing. They wouldn't even talk to or be friends with the African-Americans. It was so bad that the African-Americans had separate hotels, shops, even bathrooms and dishes. Even Catherine had to face many similar cruelties at NASA. Did you know she wasn't even allowed to use the bathroom inside the building where she used to work? If she needed to use one, she would have to go to a building that was half a kilometer away that would have bathrooms for African Americans, and to save time, she would often take her work with her. Just like this, Catherine wouldn't be allowed to use normal dishes and even eat with other people who weren't African Americans. But even though all this was happening around her, she kept working as hard as she could. Her skill and her curiosity amazed everyone around her. But then, one day, her boss called her to her office. Catherine was worried, but she anxiously went and asked her if everything was okay. Her boss replied, I don't want you working here with the rest of the computers. Catherine's heart sank as she became worried. She had worked so hard to get here, and now her boss was saying this? What did it mean? But then, her boss said, We have a new project, and we don't have a lot of time. The president of the country wants us to send a man into space. Here's a little background, guys. 
At that time, two countries were locked into a race. A race to go to space. They both wanted to send the first satellite into space, the first animal into space, the first human into space, and even be the first to put a man on the moon. These two countries were Russia and America. And America had just found out that Russia had sent a man to space, which meant that America was losing the race. So now they have to hurry up and send a man to space as well. But anyways, Catherine's boss explained to her, just like the Russians, we would send a man into space. And we will call this mission Freedom 7. And I want you to be a part of this mission. When she heard this, Catherine was over the moon. Now Catherine was working in a room with all the big scientists who were trying to send rocket into space. All of this was exciting, but her work was not easy at all. I mean, sending a rocket is not as easy as simply pushing the rocket and making sure it's facing upwards. There's so many things you have to take care of. How far will the rocket go? In which direction will it go? How high will it go? How much fuel does it need? Where will it fall? So many questions you have to take care of. In actuality, there's so many tiny calculations behind the flight of a rocket that can make such a huge difference. These calculations determine what the astronaut would have to do to be able to send the rocket into space. One of the things you have to take care of is which way the rocket is facing when you use fire to push it into space. The calculation before this will not only tell us the path that the rocket takes, but also where it will go and fall. To understand this, Think about throwing two identical rocks with the same amount of force. The only thing different about these will be the direction you throw them in. If you throw one in a more upward direction and the other more tilted at an angle, both of these rocks will fall in different places. Yes, the one who threw more upwards will fly much higher than the other one. But by going higher, it will use all of its energy and will not be able to go very far. If you think about the other rock, it didn't use a lot of energy to go higher, and so it has loads of energy to go much further than the first one. But why does this happen? Well, be it a rock or a rocket, there are two forces that are acting on it. The first force wants to send the thing upwards. This force is made inside the rocket when we burn the fuel underneath it to push it upwards. And for the rock, this force is made by your arm when you throw it. The other force that acts on the rock is called gravity. This is a force applied by the Earth on all of the things on the Earth and pulls us towards the ground, including the rocket and the rock. Hmm, so one force wants to push it away from the ground and the other one wants to pull it towards the ground. That means that these forces are fighting with each other. Now, if you can understand the fight between these two forces, then you can without a doubt tell how far a rocket will fly and where exactly it will fall. But here's the thing, there's only one way to understand this fight between forces, and that is maths. And Catherine knew her maths very well. And this is exactly why they wanted Catherine to work with the team for the mission Freedom 7. They knew she was so good at her work that they gave her a very special job. She had to figure out from where and at what time they would have to launch the rocket for it to land in a specific place. She used her math and successfully did her job. And in 1961, the Freedom 7 rocket sent the first American man into space.
Everyone was so happy and celebrated the success. But it didn't last long. They got another call from the President of the United States of America, saying, Yes, yes, I saw you said a man into space, but what kind of journey is only 15 minutes long? That's not nearly long enough. And he didn't even go around the Earth once. He went once. I want you to send someone and make sure they make an orbit and go around the Earth at least once. This is your new mission and it shall be called the Friendship 7. Now NASA knew they had to send someone into orbit. The movement of an object around another object is called an orbit. Just like the moon orbits around the Earth or the Earth orbits around the Sun. Now sending a rocket into space, bringing it back safely and making sure it lands where you wanted it to was not an easy task. Sending a rocket into orbit was an insanely difficult thing to do. If it wasn't pushed hard enough, the gravity would pull it back down before it would even get a chance to orbit around the Earth. And if it was pushed too hard, it would be much more than gravity and the rocket and astronaut would be thrown into the deepest, darkest corners of space. This meant that Catherine had to use her amazing math skills and calculate the force that was needed to push the rocket into the Earth's orbit. She had to make sure that the push isn't too much or too little. Now, in these times, the electronic computer had been invented and was being used by NASA, which made their work a little easier. But did you know that NASA trusted Catherine more than they trusted the computers? Even the astronaut who was supposed to go said to everyone, show her the numbers. If she says the numbers are good, I'm good to go. So now, they would do all of their calculations on their new computers, and then Catherine would check all of the calculations to make sure they were correct. Finally, in 1962, with the help and support of Catherine Johnson, the Friendship 7 rocket was sent towards space and made not one, not two, but three orbits around the Earth and landed back safely. Wow, Catherine sounds like such an amazing person. Who knows, without her, Native Americans wouldn't have been able to send a person to space at all. But it's so sad to think that despite all of this, Catherine still had to face so many difficulties just because she was an African-American woman. They may have been able to send a man to space, but their thinking never grew to be sensible enough to be kind to their fellow humans. Did you know that even after so many years, African-American people are fighting for their rights in America? I didn't know why some people seem to forget that inside, we're all the same. We're all human. And if everyone was given a fair chance, then there is so much that they would be capable of, just like Catherine. Oh well, whether they learn or they don't, at least you've learned, right? Which means my job here is done. So I'll meet you next time with another amazing question. Until then, this is your science communicator, Miss Adin, signing out. Bye.